Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Mount Calvary Nations and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. Welcome to Mount Calvary this morning. We welcome you from Facebook, from internet, from wherever you may be watching. Can we just do something right now? Let's give the Lord a hand praise. If he's been good to you, hallelujah. No matter what's going on, we know that he still reigns. Amen. My scripture this morning will come from the book of Psalms. and We'll be reading from Psalms 150. And if you're able to stand for the reading of God's word, would you do so, please? Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbre and dance. Praise him with string instrument and organ. Praise him upon the loud cymbal. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbal. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah to the reading of God's word. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, God, we thank you today, Lord God. We thank you for your lying down and your rising this morning, God. And God, we thank you, Lord, because you put it in our mind that we need to come and give you your praise and worship, God. Now, God, we designed a service here today, Lord God. We want you to have your way, Lord God. Let your spirit run wild here today, Lord God. Father God, I pray for those that are serving, Lord God, from the parking lot ministry to the ushers and deacons, to Mountain Media, to our band over here, Father God. And Father God, I pray for our shepherd that will be bringing the word of God today, Lord, that you will open our ears that we hear in our hearts that we retain. God, I pray to you in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. What an absolutely wonderful Savior we serve. Y'all are the praise team today. So let's get ready to enter in with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds. Let's sing together. These are the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. 
know these are days of great trial of famine and darkness and sword still we are the voice in the desert crying prepare ye the way of the lord come on behold he comes riding on the cloud and the trumpet lift your voice it's the year of jubilee out of zion's hill salvation comes are the days of Ezekiel the dry bones becoming as flesh and these are the days of your servant David rebuilding the temple of praise oh these are the days of the harvest for the fields are as wide in your world are the laborers in the vineyard saying prepare ye the way of the Lord behold ye riding on the clouds shining like the sun at the trumpet call lift your voice it's the year of jubilee out of Zion's hill salvation come on say it again behold behold ye comes Riding on the clouds, shining like the sun at the trumpet. So lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee. Out of Zion's hill, sound. One more time. Behold, behold, he comes. That's it. At the trumpet call. So lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. If you're able, just clap your hands and praise the Lord. And we're going to declare together, there's no God like Jehovah. Come on, say it with me. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 There's come on, you say it. Come on, declare it, saints. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Come on, declare it. There's no God. Nobody like him. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. That's it. Come on. Behold, behold, he comes. like the sun at the trumpet call so lift your voice it's the year of jubilee out of science hill salvation come 
We're going to say it one more time. Come on. There is no God like Jehovah. Say it. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 There's no God like Come on, say it out. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 There's Jehovah, what a wonderful Savior we serve. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. You may be seated. We are just grateful that God has allowed us another opportunity just to be together with the saints today. Welcome those who are here in the sanctuary. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us. We're so grateful that you've, uh, that you've come into the building, particularly those who are not members of the Mount Calvary Nation. We're glad you're here. Uh, Minister Bettina, good to see you, ma'am. <laughs> From down in Texas, welcome home. Welcome home. Also, welcome to those who are joining us online, those who are in the e-congregation this morning. The majority of us are still online. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us. We're grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together virtually. And we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible each week for us to worship together virtually. Glad you're here. Uh, let's sing to them, shall we? Just to make sure they know how welcome they are. Revealing the glory of God's kingdom. And here's how we're doing it. Welcome you 
welcome. Mount Calvary family, let me thank you for hosting so graciously uh, last week the Central State University uh, as they kicked off the inauguration of the ninth president, Dr. Jack Thomas. Uh, they, thank you, they expressed their, uh, their gratitude for our hosting that service on Sunday. One of the things, there were uh, several uh, events that took place during the week. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the announcements that came out this week, Dr. Thomas announced the DTXS scholarship program. Uh, if you are a student at Dayton Public School in the Dayton uh, public high schools, uh, Trotwood, Xenia, or Springfield. That means if you uh, go to Xenia High School, Belmont, Ponent, Dunbar, Meadowdale, Mound Street Academy, Stivers, uh, Dayton Digital Academy, Thurgood Marshall, Springfield High School, Trotwood Madison High School, um, you can get a full scholarship to attend Central State University. Um, uh, his office also informed me he had a few pastors for breakfast on Friday morning. They informed us that uh, if there are people within our congregations who want to be in school, uh, all we have to do is say the word. You've got the in, all right? They, uh, they've said just call the office, give them your name, we can get you in school and we can get school paid for, okay? Um, and our in here at Mount Calvary, the contact is going to be Miss uh, KK Forte, Miss Kalila, pardon me, Forte. I had asked her um, about a year and a half, two years ago maybe, if she would uh, head up our um, scholarship and, uh, and college team, and she agreed. That was right before COVID hit. Um, but Ms. KK, stand up please so they know who to see. That is uh, Ms. Kalila, and uh, she's also the president of the uh, Central State Dayton Alumni Chapter. If you get her your name, uh, her number is 937-241-7171. Nine three seven two four one seven one seven three, or you can call the church office. Leave your name and info. Um, there is no reason if you want to be in school. There is no reason for you not to be. You have a church family and uh, soon to be Central State family. If you'll accept it, um, that will uh, that will see you through it, and we want to see you start and finish. Start and finish. Um, would you keep uh, Sister Stephanie and her family in your prayers? Minister Stephanie favors uh, her brother passed. Do we have uh, arrangements yet, Minister Steph? Okay. Um, when we find out arrangements, just keep your ear to the ground. We'll let you know, but keep them in your prayers. Uh, also, keep Brother Taylor Jones and his family in your prayers. I told you last week that uh, Mrs. Janice Jones was in hospice. She did pass this week. Her funeral is going to be on Wednesday at 11 o'clock here at the church. Wednesday 
at 11 o'clock here at the church. I also uh, got a call on Wednesday morning that Mrs. Marguerite Lawson passed uh, in uh, Baltimore. So would you keep Miss um, Brenda and, uh, and all the girls in your prayers, all the ladies, pardon me, in your prayers um, as, they, as they deal with that. Um, it was brought to my attention um, that I missed an, I missed an important birthday last week. Um, if you see Nate Winston, make sure you tell him happy birthday. He turned 17 last week. <laughs> happy birthday, youngin. All right. We are going to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Is that A flat? Brother Dev, were you all able to get some words for the pew choir? Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Psalm 37 is where we're going to be in our study. But uh, welcome to the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church Pew Choir. You are it. There will be words on the screen here. I'll show you how it goes first. And then you can sing with me, would you? If you know it, you can sing right away. Here's what it says. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the Lord who made heaven and earth. He said he would not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord that keepeth thee, he will not slumber nor sleep. Oh, the Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand, upon thy right hand. Oh, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. He shall preserve thy soul, even forevermore. My help, my help. with me I will lift up I will lift up mine 
rise to the hills from whence cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord the Lord who made heaven and earth that's it he said he would not suffer thy foot thy foot to be moved the Lord that keepeth thee he will not slumber nor sleep oh the Lord is thy keeper the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand upon thy right hand that's it Sun shall not smite thee by name, nor the moon by night. He shall preserve thy soul, even forevermore. My hand, my hand. If you're able to lift your hands, would you just lift your hands and tell him thank you. If you're grateful that your help comes from the Lord. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Come on, say, my help. My help. My help. All of my help from the Lord. My help, yes. Hallelujah. All of my Just one more time. Sing my help.
Hallelujah. Verse 8 of Psalm 37. Brother Ming, while I'm thinking about it, would you prepare to sing next Sunday? Brother Bill Ming, would you? thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I've been trying to hear you for two years. I've been trying to hear you. Psalm 37 at verse 8. Here's what it says. I'm reading from the New International Version of Holy Scripture. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed. But those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. Verses 8 through 11 of Psalm 37. You may be seated. A few weeks ago, we began looking at this psalm this sermonic psalm written by David who at this point when he's writing this psalm he's been around for a while he has been long around long enough to see and understand how a Philistine giant is no match for a faithful God he has been around long enough to understand that sometimes you have to encourage yourself in the Lord even when it looks like the enemy is holding on to everything that you know is yours. David has seen a lot of things. But verse 25 declares that he has never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. And in this psalm, which again contains neither praise nor prayer, in this psalm, David endeavors to teach attentive students some lessons about life. Just by way of reminder, he teaches us here by contrasting two separate and distinct groups of people, the wicked and the righteous. The wicked, the evildoers, the guilty, those who are not in relationship with God, those whose God is not the Lord Jehovah those who are workers of evil and injustice. But by contrast, he also describes those who trust in the Lord, those who delight in the Lord, those who wait on the Lord, who rest in the Lord, who commit their ways to the Lord, the righteous, 
Now we have already looked at the first seven verses of the text. David told us in the first two verses in Winston translation, don't worry about them. Don't fret. Don't worry yourself. Don't get upset about those who do evil. And don't be envious of the wicked who seem like they're prospering now. Who look like they're getting ahead by doing wrong. Don't worry about what things look like now because God's got you and God is going to deal with them. David said they are going to be like cut down grass that withers. And the last time that we were together, we looked at what David proposes here as conditions for contentment. He says, here's the secret. Trust in the Lord and do good. Delight yourself also in the Lord and watch him give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord and then be still. In other words, learn to be quiet and patiently wait for the Lord. And then today we come to verse 8 of the text. <clears throat> As David continues to teach us through this instructive psalm about keys to peace and prosperity. And that's what I want to look at for a little while on our way to the Lord's table, the keys to peace and prosperity. Now, I know and recognize, and I hate that I sound so hard on, uh, on, we, uh, on us neo-Pentecostals, pseudo-charismatics, I know that we thought that we could get in somebody's line and somebody could lay hands on us and give us peace or prosperity. I know that we thought that we could give $20.22 and get peace and prosperity. But here David says, if you want peace and prosperity, if you want what the Lord is offering, there are some things that you need to do and they are much more practical. <laughs> Let me start out by asking this question. Is there anybody in this sanctuary this morning who does not want peace and prosperity? Is there anybody online who is not interested in having what the King James Version refers to as an abundance of peace. Listen, we are living in a world where a crazy Russian president is attempting to rebuild the former Soviet Union who is willing to trade the lives of innocent human beings to accomplish a perverted purpose. In this kind of world, we need some peace. 
We are living in a time when inflation is the highest that it's been since the early 1980s where the dollar is worth less and less and the prices of goods and services continue to rise higher and higher. We need some peace and prosperity. Gas prices continue to surge in the biggest hike since Hurricane Katrina. Wildfires rage in Florida. In Kansas, a student this week was shot and arrested after he opened fire on his principal and all that is on top of your own bills your own household struggles your own marriage that's in trouble your own children that are trying to go their own way do their own thing your own supervisor that won't let up your own car that started shaking and making funny noises you've got your own personal issues on top of the world issues that we're facing all I'm trying to say is that we all need Some peace and prosperity in our lives. Well, David here offers some keys that will assist us in unlocking an abundance of peace for us. Let's dive in quickly and see what we find. Um, I hope I don't make you too mad, but I don't write this stuff. I just report it. First of all, if we want to unlock peace and prosperity in our lives, we have to learn, number one, we have to learn to deal with anger. Look at what the text says. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Don't fret because it only leads to evil. King James Version says, cease from anger, forsake wrath. Saints of God, righteous folk, if we are going to experience an abundance of peace, if we are going to live in peace and prosperity, one thing that we are going to have to do is learn how to deal with anger. Anger. It is a perfectly natural reaction to have, right? That strong feeling of displeasure aroused by a wrong. And as a human being, anger is one of the emotions that we are not going to avoid. But it is what we do with that anger that makes all the difference. It's how we handle anger that separates us from evildoers. It is what we do with the anger that will either lead to evil or, pre, or peace and prosperity. And David says, here's how you handle it. Cease from it. That word in the original text literally means to let something drop. Abandon it. Relax. Forsake it. I know it is not natural to be able to just abandon anger. That's not natural. It is not natural to just relax. That is not something that the natural man can do on his own. But thank God for the Holy Ghost, first of all, who gives us power to operate in the supernatural. And with the help of the Holy Ghost, there is some insight into how we are to deal with anger and wrath. In the NIV, here's what it says. The word for turn there in the, in the, in the Hebrew text means to leave behind or to neglect something. Neglect it. Neglect it as opposed to nurturing it. In other words, don't nurture anger. Neglect it. Don't feed the anger. Starve it. Don't care for the anger. Condemn it. 
Don't babysit it. Don't coddle it. Reject it. You're still driving by his house just to see if her car is in the driveway. Neglect it. Still scrolling through all their Facebook posts. Getting yourself upset all over again every day. Thinking that every post is about you. Neglect it. Every time the memory comes up, you think about how justified you are to be angry. About how, des how you deserve to be angry. How right you are and how wrong they are. Neglect it. Every time you think about what they did, your muscles tense up. Your heart rate goes up. Your blood pressure rises. Your breathing changes. Your body temperature rises. You can't digest your food properly. You can't sleep. Your eczema starts bothering you. Listen, that's a lot of control to give somebody over your body. The key to neglecting it is not nurturing it. Don't baby it. Don't feed it. Can I just tell you some of the things that the Bible says about anger? Uh, Proverbs 14, 29. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding. But he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Proverbs 15, 18. A hot-tempered man stirs up wrath, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. Proverbs 22, 24, don't even become friends with someone who is given to anger. Ecclesiastes 7, 9, be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. Ephesians 4, 31, let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor, and slander be put away from you along with all malice. 1 Timothy 2, 8, I desire then that in every place that men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or quarreling. Know this, my beloved brothers, James chapter 1, 19 and 20, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God Ephesians 4:26 you know what it says be angry and do not sin do not let the sun go down on your anger see pastor that one that's the scripture i want to hold on to right there see reverend i can keep my anger as long as i don't sin well, I suppose you could, but it doesn't quite work that way. Uh, Psalm 37 at verse 8 says that unchecked anger, burning anger, leads to evil. It leads to sin. That's why Paul said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, don't let it linger longer than a day. 
Don't let your anger see the sunset. Get it taken care of immediately. Don't let it fester. Saints, if we want to experience God's peace and prosperity, if we would see an abundance of peace, we must learn, first of all, how to deal with anger and wrath. Some of us have no peace because we are just so angry. Angry at somebody because of what they did. And yes, they were wrong. And yes, you have a right to be angry. But what are you going to do with it? Angry at a situation over which you had no control. That's legitimate. Angry at ourselves for failing ourselves. That's legitimate. Angry at ourselves for allowing ourselves into some places and spaces when we knew better. That's legitimate. Angry at ourselves for allowing some people into our spaces when we knew better. That's legitimate. And I know you can't shake your head or say amen, but there are some of us who are angry at God. Because the way we thought he would handle it is not the way he saw fit to handle it. Angry at God because we prayed for one thing and God chose to do another. Angry at God because he didn't show you the ending from the beginning. Even though you know in your soul that if he had showed you the ending from the beginning, you would have gotten scared anyway. Angry at God because he wouldn't bless our disobedience. But saint, today is the day. And now is the time to drop it, to release it, to abandon the anger, to stop nurturing the anger. Today is the day to stop nurturing it and to start neglecting it. To stop feeding it and start starving it. To cease from anger, forsake wrath and don't fret because it only leads to evil. And according to the passage, evil doers will be destroyed. Cut off. But there is another key that David gives here. I'm, I just... I just, I just apologize. I'm just sorry that we led you to believe that somebody could just uh, lay hands on you, that you could just go to a workshop and, and, and bam, you got peace and prosperity. I'm so sorry that we, that we led you to believe that if you just gave an offering, you'd have peace and prosperity. When David says, you do all that stuff, but you won't get rid of your anger. haven't spoken to her across the sanctuary since her mother said something to your mother in 1957. Since they got appointed as the committee chair and you didn't.
There's another key David gives here. First, deal with your anger. And, the, and then uh, secondly, not only do we need to deal with our anger, but if we want to experience the Lord's peace and prosperity, if we want to see an abundance of peace, David says we need to learn how to, number two, and this is it, wait on God. It's in verse 9. But those that wait upon the Lord they will inherit the land. NIV says those who hope in the Lord. The word in the original text is kava. It means to wait, to look for, to expect. You see, whatever is making you angry, God is big enough to handle. That's why Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12 at verse 9, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Learn how to wait on God. He can handle what you're not big enough to. Paul wrote it in Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. Here's, how we should, here's what we should do. Let your moderation be made known unto all men. That word moderation there, it does not refer to some gray area where you're uh, just standing for nothing, right? Do a little of this and do a little of that. It is not saying do anything you want, just, do it, just don't do it too much. No, that word moderation literally means gentle spirit. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. That deals with the way we act and react and interact. Saints should be known. Y'all hear me? We should be known for our gentle spirit. Saints should not be known as those who fly off the handle. It, if we want to have the peace of God, we've got to choose to maintain a gentle spirit. Don't be so quick to give everybody a piece of your mind. Oh God. Don't be so quick to say everything you think. As a saint, we ought to be known for our gentleness and not for our temper. God help us. The Bible says, seek peace and pursue it. Hebrews chapter 12, uh, follow peace with all men, all men. Make sure your moderation is known to all men. So that's not just to the people here in the sanctuary. That's not just to church folk. That's also to your children. Oh God, help us. Right? To all men, whether they like me or not, whether I like them or not. Because the Lord is at hand, the Lord is near, the Lord is coming, and you don't have to repay evil for evil. The Lord is coming, and whatever is right, he'll pay. Wait on the Lord. 
capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. All that means is that in the Hebrew text, the word is Jehovah. Wait on Jehovah, the self-existent God. Wait on the one who just is. Wait on the one who doesn't need anybody or anything outside of himself to be who he is. Wait on the one who is our refuge and our strength. Wait on the one who is a very present help in trouble. Wait on the Lord who is our light and our salvation. Wait on the Lord who is the strength of our life. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. Strengthen thine heart to do what? Wait some more if you have to. Wait on the one who stepped out into nothing and spoke out of nowhere and said let there be and there was wait on the one who's big enough strong enough wise enough smart enough rich enough to be God all by himself so much so that he doesn't need your help doing it if you want to have peace you want to have prosperity? Learn to deal with what you're really feeling. And if you won't admit it, you can't deal with it. Learn to deal with your anger and then learn to wait on God because he knows what he's doing. Has thou not known? Has thou not heard? The everlasting God the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't faint and he doesn't get weary. His understanding is unsearchable. As a matter of fact, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly, you know what it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk yeah, and not faint. That's why your big mama used to sing it like this. You can't hurry, God. No. You just have to wait. You've got to trust him and give him time. No matter how long it takes. He's a God that you can't hurry, but he'll be there. Don't you worry. I wish you would help me close and tell somebody right through your mask he may not come when you want him but I'm a living witness he's always always on time Wait on him. Those who wait on him will inherit the land. In other words, 
they will receive all of the covenant promises, all of the covenant blessings of the Lord. If we will deal with our anger, if we will wait on God, if we will let God be God and do what he does, if we will let him handle what belongs to him, if we will let him fight his own battles, and I know you think the battle is yours, but I've got news for you, it's the Lord's. Then we will enjoy an abundance of peace. New, New International Version says peace and prosperity. Let the church say amen. amen. So, we need the help of the Holy Ghost to do those things, right? <laughs> um, Actually, dealing with our anger is not something that comes naturally, right? That's why you must be born again, right? Waiting on God instead of jumping ahead of God, trying to help God do God, that's not something that comes naturally. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to do that. And so we're going to pray. Because there are people in here, there are people who are online right now, first of all, who have not admitted to yourself that you have an anger problem. And it goes beyond the people that you're angry at who did you wrong. For many of us, I dare say most of us, our anger problem is towards ourselves. Some of the stupid decisions that we made. Yeah. For some of the stuff that we allowed. But I got news for you, and everybody doesn't agree with me about it, and you don't have to, uh, but, but here's the truth. The truth is nothing you decided was a surprise to God. Nobody you let into your circle was a surprise to God. Nothing you did was a surprise. The choices you made, that wasn't a surprise to God. God didn't have to sit around and wait on you to decide what you were going to do so that he could figure out what he was going to do. No, he knew from the very beginning. As a matter of fact, what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord meant it for good. You wouldn't be half the person you are if you hadn't been through what you've been through. You wouldn't be half the man, half the woman you are if you hadn't gone through some of the stuff that you went through so you can give up being angry about that because it helped to make you who you are literally it literally helped 
to make you who you are. You can give up that anger. We got to admit that there's some anger. We're angry, we're angry at ourselves and we're angry at God. We're angry at God because we prayed for somebody. They died anyway. We're, we're angry at God uh, for, 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 for making a decision about this spouse when maybe the other one would have been better. We're angry at God for our life circumstance, our life situation. We're angry at God about a whole list of things that we would never admit because you cannot say out loud, I'm angry at God. truth about that is he knows our hearts anyway and so if it's in our hearts we might as well confess it right so we can stop nurturing it so he can help us to move on past it okay so let's pray and ask him he said he'd he'd answer when we call father we thank you because you have given us this time in the study of your word. We thank you for giving David the words to teach us how to have peace and prosperity. Thank you, Lord, for showing us the condition of our hearts. Father, where there is anger, we ask, Father, that you would show us how to drop it, how to release it, how to abandon it, how to neglect it. For most of us, it does not come naturally. But thank you for the Holy Ghost who's at work in our lives to help us to live this witness out and to look more and more like you every day. Thank you, Lord. Father, whether we're angry at people or angry at ourselves or angry at you, forgive us. Forgive us for allowing days to pass, weeks to pass, months, even years, decades to pass without dealing with the anger. And then, Father, help us to wait on you, knowing that whatever is right that's what you do and if you allow it it must be and so even in the midst of difficulty we praise you even when it doesn't feel good we lift you up thank you Lord for helping us we don't know how we don't know how, how you're going to do it when you're going to do it but we trust you to do it. We just need grace to trust you more. In Jesus' name, let all the saints agree together. Amen. Amen. Come on, Brother Percy. Come on, let's, let's give the Lord a hand praise. Let's give the Lord a hand praise for the sermon that our pastor was obedient to give to us today. Amen. 
Amen. And I got some good news for you. If you're here today and you have not yet accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now's the time where you can come and do that. If you're home, YouTube, the internet, and you want to make that confession, go ahead and jot it down, send us a text, send us a call, and someone will get back with you. So the first call, if you're here, you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior yet, you can do that now. See, we all, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, so if you think you're not ready, none of us, none of us were. But I'm telling you, if you make that decision today, you'll never regret it. It'll be the best decision that you ever made. Second call is, you may have already accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Believe God raised him from the dead. And you believe God has called you to be a part of the Mount Calvary Nation. And if that's the case, you can send us a text, a phone call. Raise your hand. Someone will come to you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Will there be another? One thing you don't want to do is you don't want to wait before you make that decision. If, if God is calling and tugging on your heart now, you need to make that decision. We love you here at Mount Calvary. We're, we're ready to, to accept you as a part of our Mount Calvary nation. So does everybody know where they're going to be? Now let the church say amen. grateful to God for Jesus Christ. We are so grateful for the cross of Calvary. And we heed the words that Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And so we're going to partake of the Lord's Supper. If this is your first time communing with us, we want you to know that you are welcome at the Lord's table. We practice what is known as open communion. That is to say that you do not have to be a member of this church to partake with us. What we do ask is that you would examine yourselves. That's what the Apostle Paul says. And you are not examining yourself to see if you are worthy. You're not examining to see if you have sinned. That does not require examination. The examination is one of the heart. 
to see where you stand in relation to what Jesus has done about that sin problem. If you are a part of God's family through Jesus Christ, from any household, you are welcome at the Father's table. You should have received your elements as you were coming in. Is there anyone who needs them? And the deacons will serve you. Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread, gave thanks, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, This bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat ye all of it. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave it to his disciples and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for the payment of sins. Now take and drink all of it. And thank God for Jesus. When day when I was lost, he died upon see you out on your way out uh, make sure you just look over and tell the check-in lady Miss Kelly Harris tell her happy birthday all right would you do that on your way out when the ushers see you out don't forget if you need to see Miss Kalila about Central State let's get it brother Ming I can't wait to hear you next week
Good morning, Mount Calvary family and friends. We are Deacon and Deaconess Burks. Just say Charles and Linda Burks. Charles and Linda Burks. We're here to let you know about an upcoming small group Bible study. Uh, it's a marriage small group Bible study. A marriage small group Bible study. Okay, okay, starting on Tuesday, March the 22nd at 7 p.m. virtually, we'll be studying how to fireproof our marriages. Registration is free, and you can fireproof your marriage couples kit at online retailers for $26.99, plus shipping. Yeah, the kits are op optional. The kits are optional. You can buy them or not. This valuable marriage Bible study is for all married couples, newlyweds or veterans, Mount Calvary couples or non-Mount Calvary couples, uh, solid marriages or shaky marriages. Everybody's marriage has their rough spots, their shaky moments. To register or you have any questions, you can contact Brother Damone Scott at 937-307-5262. Clearly this Bible study is needed. Let's fireproof our marriages. All right. Interesting couple. You... You embarrass me Praise in front of people. Lord. Come on. <laughs> it's now time for offering. We have several ways to give. Givelify, tap, give, and done. Cash app, dollar sign, MTCL, MTCAL, MBC. You can text to give. They'll put the name, the number up on the um, screen. The deacons will be at the back door if you want to give as you leave today. Mount Mita have a video for us that are on virtually. And after their benediction, if you would all remain seated until the ushers escort you out. Amen. Let's go home. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Can we say it together? Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, 
or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.